So this is Transfiguration Sunday, which is a topic that I've got to avoid happily as a pastor because I looked back and Pastor Alice has been preaching on this for like three weeks, three times, three, three times I've gone back and Pastor Alice has handled this. So I think as a preacher, I've got to avoid this. But this year, I had no chance of avoiding this reading I had no chance. Um, I, was scheduled, I wasn't scheduled to do the reading, but then I was scheduled to do the reading. And I thought, boy, howdy, how appropriate, because I've gone through quite a transformation. Not a transfiguration. I haven't changed in appearance, I don't think. But I would definitely say that I've gone through a change. And as I said before, I thank you all for your uh, continued prayers as they determine what that is. Because uh, for those of you who don't know, my health problems began at the beginning of January. Yes, January. I was, uh, before the vote even, uh, January 2nd is what Pat says. Because um, I started seeing uh, two things. I saw double vision. Uh, my balance was wild. Um, it was really wonky. I wasn't able to drive. Um, I don't know if you don't notice. Um, I wasn't sweating a bunch, which is weird. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about because usually I sweat. I would be sweating right now, but I'm not. I should be sweating by the end of this is what I've determined. I, I should be, but I don't know. Um, they have put me through tests, the doctors, I'm full of holes. I have some new ones here. Um, they're going to give me a spinal puncture on Friday. Exciting. Um, they gave me like three liters of, uh, steroids, which, wow, really, really pumped me up. Um, I was really wired, but it definitely did speed up the healing process. Um, I tried to come back like uh, after a week or so, when the vision started coming back, I was like, I can come back. Pastor Pat was like, no, nah, how about you stay home? Because I was, almost fell over right outside. Um, but anyways, Emily witnessed this thing. And it was pretty funny because it was, you've heard of a bull in a china shop? I'm a big individual. Um, so she started putting lids on cups because I started knocking them over. So I was like, I can just power through this. I could just figure this out. But I was really out of balance. I didn't know what it was. I went to the ED. They took me, uh, they gave me a bunch of scans. They took me like two doctors, uh, two eye doctors, regular doctors. I saw heaps of them. And they didn't know what it was. Um, they're now starting to realize it's probably something to do with my brain, which is good. Sort of. I figured that out. Um, they're treating it like a brain thing. I got steroids, but um, the other day I went to Taft and started uh, drawing on the, the smart board, and that felt a little weird using my right hand to draw. Um, but it's the first time in my life I had felt that experience where my brain wanted to do something. I wanted to do something, but I, I physically couldn't do it, which was weird and scary. Um, and then I finally get to preach again, and I hear this story about God's change and God changing the disciples and transformation, and I hear those words again and again as I read this story. Listen to him. Listen. Just listen to him. Last week, uh, Pastor Alice had the um, reading that had the um, Old Testament to Moses. Listen to him. Choose life. Listen to him. Hear those words. Listen to him. And I was stuck. I grew up thinking I was listening. I was a bit of a discipline case, but I tried to listen. And I tried to listen to what the Spirit was saying. I thought as disciples, we are 
um, charged with this ability or this challenge to listen to Jesus. I remember I was taught to listen to the Spirit. So I tried. I'm a, I'm a personality type. If you study the Enneagram, I'm a seven, which means another nickname for that is a selfish seven. I'm like, yeah, that, that fits because I am here to have a good time. As if you normally can tell, I'm usually putting a pretty positive spin on things or just enjoying myself. So I don't necessarily listen to myself or my body. I listen to people having a good time. I mean, my body, who cares? I mean, what's it going to do, break? Oh, it broke! It didn't work! I know! That's what I'm saying! It didn't work! It didn't work the way I expected it to. Suddenly, I was angry at trying to do the things I was trying to do, especially seeing. Seeing was hard. Seeing was really hard. It made me walk into things. It made me stumble. I nearly fell down the stairs. I had to focus hard on not spilling things. Emily, as I said, put a lot of lids on cups because she's like, you are trying a lot, but you are spilling a lot too. Um, so I, I, I had to, and I was really frustrated, and I just had to stop. I had to listen. I had to listen. I was stuck in this place of being told, by Pat, by a lot of folks, slow down, rest. I was really grateful for the church that said, take the time that you need. See the doctors. See the people that you need to see. Rest. I've heard from other people, they're like, if it is your brain. And at that point, I didn't know it was. They're like, maybe rest is a good idea. Look back, rest was a really good idea. Listen to him. Listen to your body is something that Pat said. Um, listen to your body is something staff said. Listen to your body is something that the doctors said. And I was stuck. What does this mean to listen to my body? Listen to God. Listen to Jesus. Listen to spirit. I hear this voice. There's this voice. It's in the story. It's even this voice that's saying, this is good. Listen to him. And I was stuck. What does it mean? What does it mean to listen to the word of God and be changed by it? Because that's the hope, right? That we would hear the word of God and we would be changed by it. So what does God sound like? Great news. I answered it for you. What I've noticed is throughout time, throughout scriptures, throughout stories, there are two things that define God's character that I can say are really specifically God. And they're, they're one, number one, is it's good. It's good for all people. Transformation, change. It's good news, good for all people, not just me, but also for the stranger, also for the person who's different from me. And that's one. Two, here's the one that really burned me. God does slow. Mm. I want to go fast. But it seems throughout scriptures, God moves slow. God can move fast. I'm not saying God doesn't. God does change things. Heck, I woke up one day and things were different. But that wasn't, as the doctor said, wasn't something that happened all of a sudden. That's been there since I was born. It wasn't something I could change. It was something that was going to happen in my, in my 40s or something. I was 37, 39, 39, 37. I don't know how old I am. 37. And uh, it changed me. It changed. It changed. But think of the other things that happened fast in the Bible, like uh, the parting of the sea. That happens fast. 
But that happens after 12 plagues. It happens after hundreds of years of them in captivity and slavery of God wanting his people set free. Um, Think of the other things that happened fast. And what you'll see is it didn't happen all of a sudden. It happened after a long period of time when God decided God was going to do something. This thing, this neurological thing that I was dealing with wasn't something that just came along. It was something that's always existed. The church is no different. The word I use when describing the church is um, it operates at an evolutionary pace, not a revolutionary pace, which has always been a frustration for me. But I'm no different, and you are no different. You are changing too, which is in response to God's word or not. Listening to him, listening to Jesus, or not listening to him. He is good. I approve, though, of what Jesus is saying. Listen to him. We can build a house as revealed by Peter. We can build a home for Jesus to dwell. We can build a memorial, as it said in our reading, for Elijah, for Moses. But we can't stay here, he says. We're going to keep going through Holy Week, through Lent, through these dark and challenging times. I struggle with that kind of good. Maybe it's because I feel like I really enjoy Dr. King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., because when he was told, you know, maybe you should slow down. He's like, what? If anything, we should speed up. And I'm like, yes, go, hurry up. That's, that's great. I'm reading about it. But the reality is he's frustrated because people are telling him to slow down when that work hasn't been happening just by him. Not just by the people who are alive then, but by the people before him who have been working towards freedom and voting changes and representation in schools. This is not some new thing. It feels like a new thing to the people who are saying, hey, slow down. But it's not. It's a long time, long growing thing. I thought that the church, the discipleship needed a revolution, that it needed a change. But evolution is how it works. Evolution is what happens. Hearing Jesus' word takes time. Listening, slowing down, it's an evolution, not a revolution. So the other day I drew some pictures at uh, Taft Elementary to talk about kindness. Um, It felt odd, drawing again with my right hand, but God used it, right? God manages to do something incredible with it. And the same can be said of you. The story I told of the Samaritan was about helping your neighbors, about slowing down on the journey to have the courage to help someone in need. Um, You've heard this story, right? It's the response to Jesus saying the most important thing is to love God and love neighbor, right? So if the job was just get there as fast as you can, then leaving him behind was fine. But it wasn't. Love your neighbor was the question. Who's your neighbor? Well, let me tell you something about a neighborly person. The Samaritan who loved his neighbor. Listen to him. Love your neighbor. What does it sound like? It's good. It's good for your neighbor, even the neighbor who is different. It's calling you to, if if you feel like you should dislike someone, that you should, cannot tolerate someone anymore, if you hear that voice, turn it off. That's not of God. That's not God's voice, because that's not what God's voice does. If your voice that you hear tells you, you know what would be better is if this person hurt, is if this person suffered, That would fix them. Turn it off. If it's calling you to love, 
to maybe look past their sins and maybe look at our own? There we go. There's something that sounds like God. If it's calling us to look past our neighbors, to look at our own mistakes, to look how we can love them better, okay, maybe we should listen to that. If it's calling you to love and to welcome, we want to listen to that. If it's calling you to get to work and helping your neighbor, turn it up. Keep listening. Because that's an invitation from God. But know this, know that that challenge, that invitation is a long call. It is slow. It is good, but it is slow. I call it the long obedience. And I like that word, but now I'm starting to dislike that word. Because it's taking a lot of time. But it's a long obedience in the same direction, which is love. That's, that's the voice of God. Build a house, Peter asks. Sure, no, actually just follow. Stake it up here, maybe? Maybe have a place, a location for people to come and gather. No, follow me. Ash Wednesday. Remember, you are dust. I don't want to remember that. But maybe we need to. Keep going at the same speed. Alex Hoops, no. Keep talking. Words escape me now. I don't know why. I was surprised I remembered your name, Kevin. <laughs> the names right away, I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know. It's blank. But I'm, I'm, I'm growing. I'm learning. I'm figuring things out. Slow down. Listen to him. It's a long obedience, and we are going to Jerusalem together. We are going to Ash Wednesday. We are going to face our own mortality. We are going to go through Lent together and then Holy Week. So I encourage all of you to listen to him. Amen.